Hey, what's going on, everybody? What's going on? I hope you guys are doing well. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and welcome to the Black Financial Channel. That's theblackfinancialchannel.com. And today we're going to talk a little bit about Apple. Uh, Apple and Amazon uh, released their earnings uh, this week, and uh, it was a big deal for the economy because if the Apple numbers are not strong, then uh, that could be bad news. But if they are strong, it could mean that we've got some strong tailwinds kind of moving forward. So um, so get comfortable, buck up your seatbelt. Uh, we're going to get started on the Black Financial Channel right now. Welcome to the Black Financial Channel. This is theblackfinancialchannel.com. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. I am your friendly neighborhood finance professor. On the Black Financial Channel, we talk about black wealth and black economics every single day, sometimes as much as 10 times a day under the B1 condition. B1 means we are black first. Black first means we put our community at the top of our priority list. Black first means that we educate our kids. Black first means we break generational curses. We do not continue them. If you believe in this philosophy, if you are with me on improving our community, improving our approach to wealth, making ourselves into better people, then put a B1 in the chat. Put a B1 also shout out your city. Let me know what city you're coming from. Okay, everybody. So I've got some uh, interesting information for you today. Uh, I'm going to break down some stuff going on in this stock market for you. And also, uh, if you hang on to the end of the video, I will give you uh, a profit alert for this week. Uh, if you'd like to get profit alerts from me on a regular basis, if you'd like for me to text you stocks that I love, uh, all you have to do is text the word stock to 31996, uh, text stock to 31996, and uh, I will send you profit alerts. I will send you a stock or two or three each week that uh, I believe in, uh, in terms of long-term investments for your family, because I want to see you get wealthy. I want to see you succeed. Get, uh, put the name of your city in the chat, too. Uh, also, let me know if you can hear me okay. I assume you can hear me. Give me a yes in the chat if you can hear me all right, because I want to make sure my audio is coming through okay. I'm over here in Denmark right now. I was in Iceland for five days, and now I'm in Denmark for a few days. And, uh, and if you're wondering what I'm doing, I'm doing a European uh, tour with my girls, uh, taking my daughters around the world. And uh, we're going to also do some trips to Africa. The Black Business School uh, next year, we're going to uh, take some group trips out of the country uh, to various places because I believe that everybody needs a passport. Um, I believe that all of you need to make sure that you're traveling, that your kids are traveling, that your baby mama's traveling. I ain't judging, you know, whatever it is that you got to do. Um, make sure you understand that the world has countries out here other than the United States. And I don't know if anybody else has ever noticed this. When you travel to other countries, you go to other places and they just live different. You know, they have a different connection to economics and, and so in capitalism and everything else. Um, you know, I could, I could tell you the parts of Europe and Iceland and stuff that I saw are just much cleaner. Um, just, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting. I, I encourage you just to go outside of the country and you'll find that the United States, while we are incredibly good at making money, we're not so good at living quality lives. You know, I, I think that that's something that I've observed. And uh, I just want to encourage you to explore that because I think that'll benefit you. So you guys can hear me okay? All right, good, because I don't. I never know what the Wi-Fi situation is going to be like in these hotel rooms. So hopefully it won't be uh, bad. So I want to say hello to G-Love. Uh, I see you in Liberty, Texas, birthplace of Bobby Seals. Did not know that. I met Bobby Seals one time uh, at, at Kentucky State University. Very nice guy. He was doing something with barbecue, if I'm not mistaken. Very, very smart guy. Uh, Craig Morton, uh, Upper Marlboro, North Maryland. I see you. Jurgen Johnson, San Bernardino. Carl out of Connecticut. Center for Possibilities, Dallas, Texas. Demetrius Hughes, good to see you. I saw my brother El Hodge in here. El Hodge comes in here first, uh, first or second. 
all the time. And so it's good to see everybody. All right. So let's get started. Uh, make sure you hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, thumbs up. Make sure you hit the notification bell so you'll be notified when we go live. Also, if you'd like to get profit alerts sent to you via text, all you got to do is text the word stock to 31996 and uh, hang on to the end of the video and I'll give you the profit alert uh, for today. All right. So uh, here's what um, here's what I was noticing and paying attention to. First thing I want to talk about is uh, the, the earnings reports for Apple and Amazon were coming out today. That's a very big deal. Uh, you know, these these two companies are massive, massive components of the S&P 500. And because they're such big pieces of the S&P 500, they are considered economic bellwethers, that the status of these companies determines you know, what's going to happen with the economy, where we're going next, uh, whether a recession is going to happen or not. And uh, and so the, the results kind of came in and uh, it, they end up being they end up kind of being mixed, but they weren't tragically bad. Uh, but they weren't extraordinarily good, in my opinion. Uh, one thing I noticed uh, with Amazon is that they're making just a ton of money with their online ad business. They're starting to get into ad, advertising online. That's what a lot of these companies do. They build a big platform, get a lot of subscribers or customers, and then they start running ad networks. And uh, Amazon made $10.6 in sales in the second quarter. That's a 22% jump from the previous year, same period. Uh, the company said while reporting its latest financial results, uh, Amazon's overall sales grew 11% year over year to $134 billion in the second quarter. So Amazon sold $134 billion worth of stuff in the second quarter. So if you ever want to kind of understand, you know, the difference between or what economic racism looks like and the difference between white owned businesses and black owned businesses, you tell me a black owned business that can say we had $134 billion worth of sales. Uh, in the last quarter, the last year, the last decade, there is no black company. There is no company like that. Yet there are tons of white companies that sell billions of dollars worth of stuff every year. And this is part of the economic racism that frustrates me, which is why I think it's very important that we support black owned businesses and learn how to sort of shift, shift our economic culture. And also we get the reparations we deserve because some of these corporations should be part of that reparations package. That's just me being extra black right now and kind of jumping in on this uh all right so it's one thing about apple that's interesting is that apple has this uh relationship let's talk about apple for a second apple has been a great stock for the most part um i can show you charts where if you had bought apple stock a few years ago um it would have made a ton of money for you uh apple stock is uh it's kind of a staple uh, we've talked about that on this platform in terms of how much money uh, people have been able to make by owning Apple, just literally buying it and sitting on it. Uh, Warren Buffett, you know, has uh, damn near tripled his investment in the last six years alone. And there's so much money to be made. Now, the big question about Apple is whether or not Apple is um, a company that is uh, is is going to continue to go up or if it's a company that might be a little bit uh, overbought if the multiples are a little too high. If you look at Apple now, the company, I mean, the freaking company is worth $3 trillion. That's insane. That's an insane market value, right? <laughs> $3 trillion. Look at that. Uh, and you can see here on this chart, um, you know, you could have, this stock could have been bought very, very cheaply, uh, you know, back in 07. If somebody had just done, you know, again, we, we like to make the financial stuff complicated, like it's really hard to make money. It's not really hard if you know where to look. And so if a person has simply said, every time I buy an iPhone, I'm going to buy the same amount of Apple stock, uh, that person, you know, would have made a ton of money, would have made an absolute killing. And, uh, and if you look here, you can see their path to $3 trillion. Um, It's not a real complex set of products that they've offered. They have the iPod here in the early 2000s, the launch of the iPhone in 07. And then they went into the uh, Apple Watch, uh, which is 2015. The iPad was launched in about 2010. Uh, they then the AirPods in 2016, and then 
um, uh, M1 Max. I don't know what an M1 Mac is. I don't have one of those. I'm not going to get one. I'm a PC guy. But uh, you can just see where they just, you know, have been able to sort of slowly chug their way up to the top, not by offering a ton of products, but by offering a few products and just doing it extremely well. Now, one thing about Apple, though, is they have this relationship with Goldman's. Has anybody seen the Apple savings account? How many of you have tried the Apple savings account? Uh, give me a yes if you've even considered it or tried it or kind of messed around with it. Um, well, the Apple savings account is something that Apple's betting really big on. Apple is going deeply into the financial services sector. They want to kind of replace your bank. I, and from what I'm reading, it almost sounds like they want to do a lot of things that banks tend to do, like uh, make loans and do credit checks and things like that. And uh, you know, according to Barron's, uh, the uh, they they actually put their customers put ten billion dollars into Apple savings accounts all in one quarter. But Goldman Sachs, the company that they partner with, is basically saying we don't want to do this anymore. They're saying, you know, to some extent, they're saying, look, we we want to get out of this business with you. Uh, the consumer banking sector has not been a big win for Goldman Sachs, and uh, and I, I've actually been an investor in Goldman Sachs, and so I know a little bit about their CEO uh, David Solomon and. And uh, and it's not a bad company, but uh, Goldman is a company that, unfortunately, Solomon gets a lot of heat from the, the other board members because they sort of feel like his move into consumer banking was not well thought out and uh, that they can't just sort of, you know, and this is a lesson in business. Don't ever get to the point where because you won a couple of games, you think you can win every championship. You know, never get to the point where you think that because you you've sold a million dollars worth of something over here that you can just instantly take that success everywhere you go. Uh, remember, 86 percent of all black owned businesses fail. Uh, and I, I say this a lot because people don't understand. People will assume that if you start a business and it fails, that that means you did something wrong. Or you made a mistake or you're a loser or you're a fraud. And I don't think that's true. I know that's not true. Um, I, I invest in a lot of black owned businesses and most of those businesses don't make it. And so if you're lucky enough to be in that 14 percent that actually do succeed, uh, a lot of times it's better to just keep drilling where you know the landscape than it is for you to try to just jump into all these new territories that are going to end up messing you up. Uh, now, uh, old Jones, you asked, do I think a firm is going to go up with Amazon? Uh, no, I don't. I, I don't. I, I don't get me wrong. I, 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 there might be a correlation. I'm sure that there is. A firm is deeply in, invested with Amazon. But. Um, you know, a firm is a, a, it's not a company that I invest in because I think it's, it's a great stock. It's great. I like it. Uh, for those of you that are in the prime program, uh, Dr. Boyce prime, where we talk about generating income from your portfolio, you'll know that a firm is one of those stocks I generate. I generate a, a lot of money every, every week from a firm, just selling the options on a firm. Um, I sell the premium. I'm not one to hold on to the premium. I just sell it to people that want to get and uh, and it's been a good moneymaker for me. So uh, I like a firm for that reason. Remember, when you invest, you're not investing for the same purpose every time. Every, you know, each time you invest, you might have a different reason. And, and you, and I, I think long term, you want to have two or three different portfolios that have different objectives. So I have my long term get old retirement portfolio. I have my middle term. Uh, strategic portfolio that I use for midterm investments like real estate, things like that. Uh, and then I have my my income generating portfolio, right? So there, there's different objectives and you kind of have to figure out who you are and what your style is going to be. All right. So anyway, do me a favor. Thumbs up, uh, thumbs up, share, subscribe. Uh, you're watching the Black Financial Channel. Uh, and uh, also uh, hit the notification bell to be notified when we go live. Um, I, I have 137,000 uh, subscribers here, but I don't think they notify everybody when we go live. I don't know why. How I don't know how these YouTube algorithms work. I'm actually going to start a Telegram group soon. I think a Telegram group would be cool, uh, so that we can make sure we can reach everybody when it's time to go live. Uh, I'm 
kind of we're kind of divesting out of platforms like YouTube and Instagram and trying to look for places where we can reach everybody and uh, in the audience is ours. And we actually have a social media platform called Black Enough, but I'm still debating as to whether or not I want to continue to invest heavily in Black Enough because we have one problem over there, which is um, lots of bots and spam and people that come. Man, and I, but I know you guys are there. I know you exist. I know you you, you want to be a part of what we're doing. Uh, we literally put out one job post in the other day to the email list, and we had 150 applicants in 24 hours. So uh, I appreciate all of you that want to be a part of what we're building here at the Black Business School. Uh, yeah, I can, we can't hire everybody, though, and we're doing our best. We're doing our best to raise money and make things happen. So any support that you have, anything you want to do with us, and you want to educate your kids with us, whatever it is, just know we're, 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 our long-term goal is to develop. So anyway, uh, so uh, if you want to get free stuff from me just text the word stock to 31996 and you'll get profit alerts text to you and also i will send you our five dollar a day investing plan which is a long-term wealth building plan for anybody of any income level even if you're in poverty uh, i can make you wealthy in less than a generation it's very easy to do uh, and then also i'll send you a list of ai stocks that i love and i'll also send you a training i did on how to make money without working so uh yeah so goldman sachs basically is trying to get out of the deal and according to this article i'm reading is it from Entrepreneur Magazine? They said that Goldman Sachs wants to cut ties with Apple as it scales back on consumer businesses and it might strike a deal with American Express to make it happen. The payment card company could take over the Apple credit card and other related projects, the Wall Street Journal reported earlier this summer. Currently, the Apple savings account is available to holders of the co-branded Apple credit card and offers a 1.14, sorry, 4.15% yield. Uh, let's see. Now, now remember, though, you know, the goal with Apple is if they can get you to save your money <laughs> on their platform, that means that they can sell you products on their platform. They can sell you, they can get you to sign up for memberships on different apps and things like that. So, so I would not sort of dig into this idea that somehow Apple is doing this wonderful thing for you by giving you 4.15%. Uh, if they're giving you 4.15% in interest, they're probably seeking to sell enough products to you or to get you to use their credit card enough that they end up making more than what they actually give away. Uh, that's how banking works. You you pay out less than what you receive. So uh, if you move in, just be thoughtful about what you use it for and, and the, the way you move. Um, now, uh, now before I, I get to the, the, the profit alert, the stock that I like right now, um, I'm going to read a couple more uh, thoughts uh, in terms of what's going on with the economy right now. Uh, right now, you, you have you have a lot of conversation about the uh, the U.S. government's long term bond credit score going down from AAA to AA plus. I talked to you guys about that the other day. Uh, the decline in the U.S. credit score, so to speak. Uh, most experts don't believe that it's it's really impactful. Uh, Warren Buffett just thinks it's kind of a joke. A lot of people think it's a joke. And in and, and one area where I, I'll tell you that that you that you may want to consider what they're saying. I know that we all have concerns about the economy. I've mentioned some of my concerns, which is uh, too much debt. And uh, you've got children running the government. You've got people running the government who don't really care about the country, in my opinion. They're not very fiscally responsible. But putting that to the side, um, you, you, you do have, you know, just so much economic strength. And there are countries that depend on the United States financially, <clears throat> depend on the United States in terms of military who uh, have a higher credit rating than we have. And that doesn't make any sense. You know, if, I, if I'm paying the bills for my kids, why would you give a higher credit rating to my kids than you give to me? That, that's crazy, right? So um, a lot of people are, are not taking it seriously. And uh, to, to whatever extent you see any pullback, this might be an opportunity uh, to dig in and invest a little bit um, and, uh, and buy some, some stocks that might have been temporarily underpriced. Now, one thing about Apple and its uh, recent earnings report, which everyone was sort of waiting for, is that they, uh, according to CNN Business, they said Apple sales have fallen 
for the third consecutive quarter. Uh, it says here that Apple said Thursday that its revenue slipped 1% to 81 billion. Think about this. You know, this is these are white people problems, right? <laughs> Their revenue slipped to 81 billion for the quarter. This isn't for the year. This isn't for the decade. This is for the quarter. So so multiply that by 4. Um it, it, uh, let's see. It, this is the third consecutive year-over-year year drop in quarterly revenue for the world's most valuable company. There were some bright spots, however. The company said its services revenue reached a new all-time high of $21.2 billion. So Apple's making a lot of its money from its services, Apple Music, Apple TV+, Plus, etc. Now, um, again, you know, so, you know, the, the savings accounts feed into that. If they get you in there and you have your savings, you know, in an Apple card, then you, you, then you have the Apple credit card and all that stuff. Then it makes it easier for them to connect with you financially in various ways. Uh, iPhone revenue came in at thirty nine point seven billion for the quarter, marking uh, a two percent year over year decline. Mac revenue was six point eight billion for the quarter, a seven percent drop. iPad revenue was down twenty percent. Uh, shares of Apple ticked down by more than one percent after hours trading Thursday, but the stock has climbed some fifty percent from the start of the year. In a statement accompanying the earnings results, CEO Tim Cook touted the rosy service services figure and strong performance in emerging markets. "Quote: We are happy to report that we had an all-time revenue record in services during the June quarter, driven by over one billion paid subscriptions, and we saw continued strength in emerging markets thanks to robust sales of the iPhone." So uh, he, so so Apple's Apple's so interesting to me because. You know, you see this company that is just a global behemoth. You know, how many do you own Apple stock? Has anybody bought any Apple stock? Um, if you're buying iPhones and stuff, I, I hope you'll consider buying some stock to go with your iPhone. Um, it looks really good with your iPhone. Uh, and, and even even Goldman Sachs is not a terrible investment. I think Goldman Sachs just has some managerial challenges right now. But, um, you know, here's a, a, a picture of Goldman Sachs CEO David Solomon at Howard University. Uh, where, you know, they recruit a lot of them. Um, and this is one thing you got to think about in terms of black economics. You know, you have these are if you look at these and you consider these to be our best and brightest African-Americans, you know, they're all kind of lining up to try to impress uh, this this very nice Jewish man t- in hopes that this very nice Jewish man will give them a wonderful job when maybe some of these guys are just as smart as David Solomon, right? Maybe they have just as much potential. Uh, the challenge is that they are obviously undercapitalized in terms of money, right? They can't, you know, Solomon and his his buddies, they were able to raise billions of dollars to create the company. Uh, they, they haven't all, it hasn't always been that way, but they, that that's what they had to build, right? They had to create that. But then the other challenge is that these Howard students, I'm willing to bet you are probably undercapitalized in terms of skill set. Uh, I doubt very seriously that most of them even have the basic skill to even know what it means to uh, to create a, a company from the ground up, right? You, you know, because developing a business from the ground up is is hard. It's 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 complex. It's about more than just like you know taking a class or something like that. You know, it's um, it requires a lot of tools that involve things like not just skill and strategy, but emotional intelligence, uh, relationship building, group decision making. Uh, you know, the ability to maintain and repair relationships with other people, right? You, you start your great company with a bunch of people and, and you can't get along, then the company's going to fall apart. Like uh, one example is my friend Ice Cube. Uh, you know, Ice Cube, anybody remember Anybody remember when Ice Cube uh, had that great group called West Side Connection? How many rap fans we got? Any any hip hop fans remember Ice Cube and West Side Connection? Nah, 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 nah. Remember Nate Dog and all that and Dub C and, 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 uh, what was it? That was C Mac. Is that his name? He was dating my cousin T Boss. T Boss from TLC. Anybody remember I, uh, the, the 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 whole West Side Connection group? Well, anyway, um, that was a group that was 
doing really well. They were making millions of dollars. Like they had, they were, they were loved. You know, they they really, you know, Ice Cube, Mac Ten. Thank you, Mac. That's that C Mac. Is Mac Ten? I got to mix it with Craig Mac. Sorry about that. Yeah. So so think about this, and this is this is real life. This is business one hundred and one. So basically, something happened between those three guys, and they broke the group up and every time people say well when are you gonna when are you gonna have a reunion you got to bring west side connection back in and uh and and it gets to the point where ice cube is like no <laughs> like no i don't want to do it well why would you not want to do it you know everybody loves it there's demand you know they sold out arenas all kinds concerts and everything else yeah t boz is my cousin her name is tiana watkins and we um our grandfathers are brothers her grandfather's name is sam my grandfather's name is matt uh, and, and in fact sam and mac got into a fight over money like literally 60 years ago and stopped speaking to each other that's that's this is how money affects black families this is what happens when you're talking about all the trauma that we experienced you know this is why in the black business school my wife and i got together and we said we need a black financial therapy department because there's none out there that we've seen we never we haven't seen any academic department that focuses on the financial therapy needed by black people to really learn how to build and maintain the relationships that will generate wealth uh you have a lot of psychological barriers that stop you from creating anything just look at how much destructive energy you see in your own families, your own communities. You got sisters and brothers out here, literally siblings that are killing each other, that are fighting each other, that, that are jealous of each other, right? You know, parents that won't support their kids, competing with their kids. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And I I don't know, is anybody else seeing this or is it just me? And, and you see it spill over into the internet where even the ability to address a Black-owned business that you're you're not happy with, just that whole protocol is of of you know, I'm going to completely discredit and destroy that business. That right there is problematic because, you know, I've rarely seen black people get together, unify and discredit and destroy a white owned business. I haven't seen that. You know, I, when Wells Fargo was stealing all kinds of money from black people, I didn't see anybody put Wells Fargo out of business. Wells Fargo still making billions of dollars a year from black people. You know, when um, when Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg is making three or four billion dollars a year, off of black people and then another 20 or 30 billion a year off of, you know, people that are in, um, that are in, you know, uh, you know, that are in, uh, you know, in other communities, nobody's really calling him out about that. Right. So ultimately, and uh, it looks like my good friend JT, the pocket watch is here. He says, boys, I see, this is what I was talking about. Look at, look at this energy. It's crazy. I, I'll say this once at one time only. Keep my name out your mouth. I'll slap you upside with that PhD on your wall. Yeah, that's. I, I don't. What, I mean, why I gotta put up with this nonsense? Let me let me go ahead. I I, I released this brother from the chat. I I you know I will tell you. I think that it is um unhealthy. You know, I think it's so unhealthy. And I think that as black people, I think that we should think about this. Right. My book, The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power. Um, that's one of the things I talk about extensively. I spend a lot of time in the book talking about culture. And I, I got this from kind of studying families in other communities that are able to build wealth. And I and I then turn around and look at my own family and my own culture, my own community. And I say, how in the world can you build anything with this kind of chaos? Does anybody get what I'm saying? Do you get what I'm saying? I, and I, I don't want to sound like I'm beating down, beating a dead horse. I, I, I but I have to. But this, this horse, in fact, beating a dead horse will never bring it back to life. So I'm not beating the horse. Um, you, you got the dead horse on the ground, and you know, and you, you're pretty much just 
doing the autopsy and studying why the horse died, right? Like you have to study why the horse died. And then you have to go look at the horse's children and say, let me tell you why your parent died. And then you have to do something better, right? So I would encourage you to, as black people, we all need to sort of um, process what's going on with our community. We have to look at our families and we have to think about just whether or not this is working, right? So, because if you look at this picture right now, you got David Solomon, the CEO of Goldman Sachs, who's standing around a bunch of black youth and he's coming into the black community and recruiting the best and brightest black people who should be running billion dollar companies. Uh, this is the Jackie Robinson photo to me. This is uh, a guy who has an institution that sees how great we are, but we don't see how great we are. So rather than rallying around these young people, and putting them in positions of power and success. Um, I don't know if they would get the love and support that they deserve from their own people. Uh, so give me a yes if you follow what I'm saying. Let's move on to the next topic here. All right, so uh, thumbs up, thumbs up, share, subscribe. You're watching the Black Financial Channel. This is theblackfinancialchannel.com. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and, uh, and I'm a finance professor. And uh, also, I believe in Black wealth and Black economics. And uh, if you want to go grab a copy of my book, The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power, you can do so at my website, BoyceWatkins.com. And I want to remind everybody we have the All Black National Convention, which is the largest gathering on earth of intelligent black people. It's going to happen in Atlanta, uh, October 20th through the 22nd. Uh, so you are welcome to join us uh, if you'd like to come on out. We have about 40 experts that are coming together uh, all for the sake of helping the black community. And also my wife, by the way, she is a therapist and she's doing a healing retreat. Um, she's a certified trauma professional, full professor of social work. And her, she's doing a digital healing retreat that actually starts on the 5th. So a little bit more than 24 hours from now. Uh, you can get a discount, actually, if you want to join the retreat. You can go to DrAliciaWellness.com. This is where you dig into some of the trauma you've experienced and learn specific tools that will help you overcome that trauma so that you will then be able to find your success wherever it may be. You'll be able to find yourself, uh, form the right relationships, protect those relationships and build on those relationships. So if that's of interest to you, then feel free to go to dralishawellness.com. All right. So let me go ahead and uh, talk about the profit alert for today. Let me get my wife off the screen. She's so pretty. It distracts me. I, I can't sit and look at that lady all day just my goodness uh or in, in black women y'all all beautiful i just you know ain't i don't i don't understand these guys that they, they won't marry a black woman you, I, you don't know what you're missing all right so here's my profit alert for today this is a stock that i like this is a great long-term investment it is united health group incorporated united health group incorporated um let me see the the ticker uh the ticker symbol is unch unch so uh, United Health Group Incorporated, I've done some research on this stock and I like it. I like it, like it, like it. Now, again, I run. Wait, hold on. Wait, sorry. I said UNCH. Forgive me. It's UNH. UNH. Uh, that's Uniform November uh, Harriet. I can't, it's not, I'm trying to do the phonetic alphabet because y'all know I'm training to be an um, airplane pilot and I should I should know what the H is. What, what's, what's the H in the phonetic alphabet? Uh, hotel, hotel. There we go. Uh, so it's uniform. Sorry, let me do it. Sorry, uniform November hotel. That's the that's the ticker. <laughs> UNH. Thank you, Michelle. And uh, and so um, again, nothing's guaranteed with investing. Remember, there's always risk. Things can always go wrong. Uh, there's no guarantees in any of this. However, there are there is such a thing as 
calculated risk. And calculated risk means that you have an opportunity to uh, uh, to at least be in a position so that if the stock does what it, what I think it could do, you're going to benefit from that. And also, uh, just to get, let you know a couple things about United Health, uh, it's a company that engages in the provision of healthcare coverage, software, and data consultancy services. It operates through the following segments: United Healthcare, Opt- Optum Health, Optum Insight, and Optum RX. The United Healthcare segment utilizes Optum's capabilities to help coordinate patient care, improve affordability of medical care, analyze cost trends, manage pharmacy benefits, work with care providers more effectively, and create a simpler consumer experience. The Optum Health segment provides health and wellness care, serving the broad healthcare marketplace, including payers, care providers, employers, government, etc. Okay, so there's, there's not much more. Uh, it was founded in 1977 by. Sir, Sir Andrew Philip Witte, they have 400,000 employees. And uh, let's see, I'm looking to see what else I, I, I see here with this stock. Um, here are some of the reasons why people believe the stock is going to go. Every stock has what they call a bull case and a bear case. It's like a like analyzing a basketball game. You know, you might have two analysts that say, I think the Dallas Cowboys are going to win, and here's why. And then you might have another analyst that says, I think the Dallas Cowboys are going to lose, and here's why, right? So the Bulls say that United Healthcare has managed its balance sheet more conservatively than peers, giving it more flexibility in a potentially changing regulatory environment. As the leading provider of Medicare Advantage plans in the U.S., United Health's growth should benefit from ongoing demographic shifts and the increasing popularity of these plans among beneficiaries. United Health strategy of providing medical insurance, pharmacy benefits, and healthcare services creates a powerful alignment of incentives that should help clients control their healthcare costs better than pure play competitors. Uh, the next, uh, now here's the bear say, this is the downside. Remember, every stock has a bull case and a bear case. Uh, the, now, the bears are saying this. So you should listen to both sides of every debate, right? Like if you're a Democrat, you should listen to Republicans. If you're a Republican, you should listen to Democrats because they're both right and they're both wrong. The law of large numbers may eventually catch up to this healthcare behemoth, making it mid-teens earning, earnings growth goal difficult to achieve in the long run, meaning that their their earnings growth expectations may be a little bit too high. The insurance and the PBM industries, I don't know PBM is, I got to look that up, will likely remain targets of regulators aiming to increase health coverage and reduce the health care cost burden on society until universal affordable coverage is achieved. So what they're basically saying is um, something that most of you know, that these healthcare companies charge too much and they believe the regulators are going to uh, reduce the cost of healthcare. <laughs> how many of y'all? How many of y'all believe that that the that your government officials are going to step up and reduce the cost of your healthcare? How many of y'all believe that? <laughs> how many of you think that that your wonderful, loving politicians are going to step up and just just you know just make America what it should be? I'm in Europe right now. You'd be amazed how much stuff they get for free that we got to pay for. And I'm gonna tell you like this too: in Iceland. Um, it was it was clean, you know. The people were nice. It was comfortable. I mean, it it, it was expensive now. So that that's one thing you got to work. So if you ever go to Iceland, be, bring your wallet, bring your big wallet because it ain't cheap. But I'm telling you, um, capitalism is is powerful, but unfortunately, it's created a lot of wealth inequality in America. So long story short, uh, United Healthcare is a stock that I really like. Um, the price is five four eighty six. You do not have to buy a whole share, though. Don't forget that. You don't have to pay $500. You can literally buy $20 worth of that stock, and it's just as good. It's just as good. So don't worry, Mandel, about, about the price point, right? Um, $50 or $100. There's no difference between a stock that sells for 
a stock that sells for 100 uh, in a theoretical sense. And what I mean by that is think of it like a pizza. Think of it like a pizza. What if I gave you a pizza and I said, um, I'm going to cut this pizza into four slices and uh, and you're going to get 25% of the pizza, right? And then let's say, I say no, 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 I changed my mind. I changed my mind. Um, I'm going to cut the pizza in 300 slices. So all the slices are going to be really tiny, but you're going to get 25% of the pizza. Did, did I, are you going to have more pizza or less pizza than before? What do you think? What do you all think? More or less? Or is it the same? It's the same. Remember, when, when they pick a stock price, it's just literally slicing up a pizza. A company doesn't become more valuable just because you have more slices or fewer slices. Okay? So, uh, and remember this, you have the ability to buy what they call fractional shares. Fractional shares, like on Robinhood, I literally right now, let me check, let me double check, make sure I ain't telling you all no stories right now. I could go to Robinhood and the, the shares are $500 each, right, for United Health. I could go to Robinhood and I could buy based on dollar amount. And I could just say, you know, I think I want $30 worth of United Health. And I could buy it just like you buy Bitcoin. You could literally buy it just like you buy Bitcoin. I could buy $30 worth of a $500 stock. And that's just the same as if I bought six shares of a $5 stock. You understand? So a lot of times we feel better because we buy a stock that has a lower price. Like I see a lot of people leaning toward the $2 and $3 stocks or the penny stocks or whatever. But I'm just telling you, don't let don't let our, our economic sometimes our economic self-esteem can be a little low where we say, gosh, I don't have a whole lot of money. And, you know, I need to aim for the cheap stocks. Well, unfortunately, sometimes those penny stocks are really bad investments, horrible investments. And uh, in the way America is shaped is they take advantage of of the hopes and dreams of people that are struggling economically by making you think that you can get in the game cheap and get really lucky and make a whole bunch of money because your $1 stock became a $3 stock. That just really isn't how it works. You know, most of these penny stocks are just not good investments. You know, sometimes they are, I'm not saying all of them are bad, but, but, you know, you got to look for good companies, companies. And, and, and when I say good companies, I'm not even talking about companies that make money. I'm talking about companies that have stocks that look like they have room to grow. OK. And so uh, anyway, um, I'm going to go ahead and finish with that point. Uh, I want to mention a couple of things. Uh, if you have a church group or any, any type of group that would like for me to come in and do a training with your group, I, I, I train churches and organizations all the time on either stock investing or stock options, or I can train, do a training on my book, The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power, like I did in Seattle. Uh, we'll work with you. We'll partner with your organization. If you find a good venue uh, that will seat 100 people classroom style and you uh, pay the deposit, uh, which is $5,000, we will then market the event on our platform. Like I'll tell everybody I'm coming so that people will reach out to you and want to buy tickets and you can turn that into a profitable event. So if you're interested in doing that with your church, your organization, your investment club, just send an email to manager at voicewalkins.com. Uh, that URL is on the screen. Uh, also, the um, podcast is on Spotify. So if you want to follow me on Spotify, you can. And uh, last but not least, uh, if you'd like to get the Dr. Boyce profit alerts sent to you via text, just text the word stock to 31996. Okay, guys, I'm going to get out of here. And uh, I'm going to also uh, later on tonight, I, I actually kind of, <laughs> you, you know, I like to have fun. I see I see business lessons everywhere. I see economic lessons everywhere. And, uh, and there was this interesting lawsuit with Lizzo that spurred a lot of thoughts. And um, I just, I can't help it. I, I, I
I just see the business lessons in there because remember business is culture, wealth is culture. And uh, so I think I'm going to analyze that on drboystv.com later on tonight. So uh, you may want to join me over there if you're if you're interested. Uh, this is the Black Financial Channel. Uh, as you know, we have several channels that we keep and stuff like that. So anyway, guys, I'm out of here. God bless you. Hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, thumbs up. Share, subscribe. And uh, I wish you the very best in all your investing. I hope you and your family uh, have a tremendous amount of wealth and success. And you will hear from me soon. So just text the word stock to 31996. Uh, you'll get the profit alerts, and I'll let you guys know when I have another one. Talk to you guys later. Love you. Peace.